0: Hey everyone uh, and welcome.
1: Sorry. <laughs> it's
0: okay. I was responding hey to the song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> False start. Hey everyone. <laughs> okay, James, that had to be on purpose. No, I, I thought it was on purpose on you. I was literally already talking and you were like hey everyone. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Uh take three and action.
0: And welcome to the Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm Colin, one of your hosts. See, that time I did the opposite because I know you were trying to do that for me. (laughs) Uh, This is a podcast that assembles the MCU scene by scene in historical order until the end of time. And today we are returning to a now familiar show mm-hmm. i say now familiar we've had one episode about it but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh it's a little it's a little number called agent
0: carter that's right colin um this is uh being recorded on june 27th and as of recording this is the very next episode after we introduced the agent carter correct uh, television program uh, however we is... did
1: talk for about an hour in between the two mm-hmm. episodes uh-huh. So they're not directly in the same timeline. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's very interesting. There's a there's a gap.
0: We are talking about the episode "Smoke and Mirrors" again. This is the opening uh, to the episode, so you're going to start at 46 seconds because uh, there's no a, there's no skip recap. So start mm-hmm. at 46, and you won't you won't see anything from the future. You can't you oh, can't yeah. know what's in the future, Marty. All right. Um, that's not Marvel. So you're going to start at 46 seconds, and you're going to end at one minute and 39 seconds. Uh, this is the year 1927, uh, and this is specifically on the MCU calendar, July 5th, 1927. Ah, so that let's lead into a a, a quick episode of. Colin, crap. why 1927? Well, here's well, the it's reason. Well,
1: seven years after the last episode, I mean the last right. uh, date, so she's clearly much older.
0: Now, this is a Peggy episode, so this is in this episode. There's they basically go back and forth between Peggy and Agnes's time in the oh, 20s and 30s. Okay, so this is a Peggy episode. So why 27? And the answer is absolutely no reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I wrote,
0: no reason. They peg ha, her at about six in this scene, and there's a firm date of her birth being 4-9-1921 in like a dossier from an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. So we know she was born in 1921. Okay, okay. So they're like, she looks about six, so it's 27. Fair, all right. So there's very little reason for that. I mean, sounds like there's a lot of reason. <laughs> It's right. Six plus one is six plus one is seven for sure. I mean, six plus one is twenty-seven, and that's how the I meant flies. to say twenty-one plus six.
1: <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Um, so, I promise I can do better at math than that.
0: What's going on in England at the time? Well, the monarch, the monarch is George V. Okay. He's in his seventeenth year of his uh, of his monarchy. I believe he is the grandfather of the current uh, queen. Um, Prime Minister is Stanley Baldwin. He is a conservative. He is in the third year of his second time being prime minister. He was prime minister three non-consecutive times.
1: And he was the grandfather to Alec Baldwin.
0: Correct, correct. Uh, Of course. He had a cutting jawline and excellent hair. Absolutely. Um, uh, in, In the news, Uh, Actually, in a a weird uh, continuation of our 1920 history of broadcasting, uh, two days later after this, July 7th, 1927, a guy named Christopher Stone presents a radio program. And if you're listening, spell that A-M-M-E because we're in
1: English.
0: He presents a radio program on BBC Radio, becoming the first British disc jockey.
1: Oh, yes. Hello there. Good chap. Welcome to WWKD75. I'm here to give you uh, the 1920s edition of the Beatles, uh, playing a little bit of skiffle and a little bit of uh, the the Abbey Road. Uh, d- d- I can't think of anything in time. Um, fuck! I I should have had something for that character. Can't I, wear I long
0: skirts. Spot. Yeah, can't pretty much. Can't wear long
1: skirts. And now with that hit number, yeah. Uh, now with that hit number, women don't have rights. It's <laughs> It's the skiffle pops in it, right? Like, <laughs> let's take it away, shall we? Right? Like,
0: exact. that's, exactly. That's, that's actually what a direct uh, recording. Yeah. So,
1: that, I hit play on that one. Sorry, folks. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize how bad it was, like how rude that was. I mean, that's so
0: yeah crazy.
1: Oof. That, like, it's, I mean, we did just talk about, like, you know, the fact that they were like, you know, women don't get rights, like in exactly. the 20s and stuff. So I guess it still tracks, but sometimes England it just hits you. By and uh,
0: America united in what is it? Um... There's a comedian once that told a joke that was like, you know. There's there are a couple. There's a, there's one thing that you, that unites people of all races, religions, creeds, backgrounds, ages, classes, and it's there's one thing that unites us, and it's that we all hate women. And it's like, oh, all right, uh, it's didn't that wasn't where that was. That's not I thought where that I was, was going I was to
1: but, go. Yeah. Now, being um, like, God, are, society's never been good to them.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, also in the year 1927, uh, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland was renamed the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, recognizing that's recognizing with an S uh, in name the Irish Free State's independence. Um, so, Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland become recognized by the name I of, see. of, yeah, hmm. uh, which became into existence with the Anglo Irish Treaty in 1922. So, What happens in this scene? We start on an open storybook, uh, which appears to be a knight fighting a dragon. We'll come back to that because I had some time today, so we did a deep dive, but we'll come back to that.
1: Oh my, yes.
0: Little Peggy Carter is running around with a sword and a cape-ish sort of thing on, Mm -hmm. pretending to be a knight slaying a dragon and saving the princess. She cuts off the dragon's head in her mind, Uh And goes back for another swing. And her brother, Michael, takes her sword and teases her. She tackles him to the ground, is about to get the sword. When her mom comes out and says, Margaret Ann Carter, I think. Uh Margaret Abigail Carter. I Um, think it's Ann. Ann Carter. um, You know, you need to stop doing that. Uh, That's not how a lady behaves. You need to grow up. And when you're older, you won't be able to be all rough and tumble like this. And that's the scene. No worries. Uh, uh, Margaret Elizabeth, sorry. Elizabeth, right, 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 The other middle name. Um, okay, <laughs> I so- I mean,
1: not incorrect.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. So we got some uh, Avengers Ensemble to do. Avengers Ensemble. Um, some IMDb as Avengers Ensemble. A uh, little Peggy is played by Gabrielle Graves. Uh, she did some voices for The Last of Us Part Two.
1: Hmm, okay. Um, Tracy and Kyle did... will love to hear that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sorry. Then she was of, in Friends show... of Ours. Sorry. Right. Be she out. was uh, who stream on the S- Scavengers Network Twitch channel with playing mm-hmm. The Last of Us with Aaron. Um, she was also in shows like The Chicken Squad and Costume Quest, which I've never heard of. And then the oh. show.
1: I do know Costume Quest. It's do you know Costume game. Quest? Yeah, it's a, it's a little video game. I've oh. I played the second one. Gotcha. Because uh, I was trying to improve my gamer score uh-huh. and I was told that it was an easy 1,000 and sure enough, it was uh, Nice, fun little game though. Anyway.
0: Um, and then Coop and Cami Ask the World, which my, my daughter has told me about. Um, Interesting. Okay. I've never watched it. I've never seen it while she was watching it, but Gabrielle Graves was apparently on that.
1: <laughs> One day you'll hear it and you'll go, hey, you know, that's a uh, young Peggy Carter and your daughter's going to be like, <laughs> Who are you even talking about? Is that someone you went to high school with? Like you're like, No, she's gonna be like,
0: I know, Dad. (laughs) God,
1: I listen to every episode of the podcast, all right? Gosh, and I can't believe this is the first time you've given me a (laughs) shout-out. Lame.
0: You know, you know, Lila, um, that's uh the actress that plays young Natasha Romanoff. No, Dad, that's young Peggy Carter. God. (laughs) It's like you don't even pay attention to your own
1: segments.
0: (laughs) It's like you say things and then immediately forget them. What's that? <laughs> yep. All right. So Little Michael uh is played by an actor who I did not write down the name of. I am horrified that I wrote down Little Michael and what he was in, but not the actor's name. What a uh, his name is Little Oh, he Little Michael. Interesting. No. Uh Webb Hayes. Um, it's what Spider Man does to his new recruits, a uh, web haze. Oh, um boo. Yikes. Okay. So uh that Web haze with two B's. Um, he played young King Arthur in an episode of Once Upon a Time, and he played young uh, Richard Castle in an episode of Castle with Nathan Interesting. Philip. Once
1: yeah. again, uh, catering something to my mom listening to the show. Yeah. Who hey, doesn't listen. understand most of anything that we talk about, but like just likes yeah. listening to us talk. My mom loved Castle.
0: I well, it was a every good show. episode. Castle, listen, it jumped the shark a number of times. It did. And. They made a decision in the last either season or episode that I was
1: like, It's the last season for sure. And here's the thing. Okay. Real quick, behind the scenes skinny part of the reason why it got like worse and kind of jumped the shark was because essentially the two stars uh, actually like hated each other. Um, Oh, interesting. And and, like they just could not get along. And so there was like, they put a very purposeful, like, splinter in their marriage and stuff like that to like oh sorry spoiler alert they get married yeah, yeah. um well. to essentially try to like kind of keep them from having to do too many scenes together so that way but, they were still doing mystery stuff but like not always around each other uh and then the then end that, they that, they you know everything quote unquote works out but it's like in such a weird way
0: it yeah it's, there's, there's it's like it's like cliffhanger season yes. finales type stuff f- crossfade into 5 years later they're married and have kids and everything's great. The end. I was yeah. like.
1: To me, it was very huh. clearly that they were like, okay, listen, we have to get one good scene. And they're yeah. like, fine, if, just make it a 30 second thing. I'll hug him and there can be a kid. They're like, all right, fine.
0: It's like. Whatever. You know, oh, you know. I, I I thought I was on the brink of death. Long story short, I won the lottery.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, like, yes. Wait that's a minute. That's pretty much exactly what it felt Something- like. Something. <laughs> um, Okay, last thing I'll say about Castle, though, is that yeah. he was a writer. And so he was always writing books in the show. So when yeah. he released them in the show, they actually yep. released the books in the real world. Yep. And I think our family bought the first two of three, I think. They're actually not bad. They're actually I, I pretty the, good. I
0: read the first one. And the first one was, well, like, the, it's weird because you're reading it and you're like, I can tell that this is literally, I can tell what is happening. In Castle's World. Right, in
1: Castle's World, like, from the episodes like he's basing this on. Which, again, like, that's such a smart, like, marketing thing to do. And it's probably just ghostwritten by the writing staff of the show anyway. So it's, like, perfectly well done. Yeah, very good.
0: Yeah. Um, There's also Castle comic books. Um, Oh,
1: really? I didn't know that. That's cool.
0: Um, Our library is like, hey, read graphic novels. And, like, they'll have, like, graphic novels I haven't heard of. TPBs of comic books, which I'm like fine, and then they'll have stuff like Castle TPBs where I'm like, huh, okay. Huh. So, um, and then uh, um, Mother Carter, which she loves being called, um, is played by Carol Rugier or Ruggier, probably Ruggier. R u g g i e? Yeah, that
1: sounds like Ruggier. Yeah. She. It's it, it, It's, uh, it's what, what was the other one that you said? Uh, Web Hayes. No, no, Ruggier. Is that how did you? Oh, pronounce yeah, Ruggier. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Ruggier if she's not from the uh, Rougier pr- uh, province of mm-hmm. uh, France. Yeah, if, exactly, exactly, exactly yeah. right.
0: Uh, she was the voice of Athena in God of War. Okay. Uh, she was also voices in Skyrim and Halo Reach. Okay. Now
1: we're talking. Now I'm much more familiar.
0: Let's Very see. Cool. Um, Rougier. There she is. In Hold Is it on. just like a bunch oh, of like Halo Reed, she yeah. was anti dot and hmm, okay. uh, what was the other one uh, Skyrim Skyrim <laughs> heard of it uh, she was <laughs> Bra- Bralsa Drell and Drela Alor and Elena Mothrin hmm.
1: none of those sound familiar but it's also been years since i played that game even though they yeah. keep release, re-releasing it every time there's like a new platform or whatever, because yeah. why wouldn't they go for the money grab Bethesda? Correct. Um, yeah, Skyrim has been around for, like I think, like 12, 13, 14 years, something like that. I mean, it's been around yeah. ages. It
0: looks like actually uh, 2011. It's really? 10 years.
1: Yeah. It feels like it's much longer. That's crazy, because I could have sworn I played it in high school, but maybe maybe I am maybe I just played Oblivion I'm I'm combining the two.
0: It looks like uh, she is mostly a video game actress, though, um, which that's is cool. cool. I appreciate so, that. I play video games.
1: <sighs> a video games? I know those. What's up? Right. I'm. Here's the thing. I play video
0: games. You are video games. That's then. That's just science. <laughs> um, that's the okay. science. I mean, I can so, see you. Here's what's in that storybook, and I found it yes. very interesting. Okay. So here's what the storybook says. The dragon reached out its sharp claws for the knight, but he hurled a ball of pitch down its throat. So that's like tar. Tar, yeah. Down its throat. And it was not able to open its mouth again or use its poisonous fangs. Then the knight killed the dragon with his spear and he unfastened the little princess. He lifted her to his saddle and carried her home to her father once more. Oh, there was great rejoicing in the kingdom. The people crowded the streets and strewed flowers all the way for the knight to ride over. The old king held little Sabra close to his, and then it cuts off on the screen, and she put her arms about his, cuts off, kissed him again and again, cuts off. The knight should, cuts off, he gave, cuts off, a pawn. So she sees her father, hugs him and kisses him. They reward them. So I was like, generic knight story, whatever. But then we got to Sabra or Sabra. And I was like, we can look this up. Okay. So this is the legend of St. George and the Dragon. Oh, my gosh. And St. George, among other countries and cities, is the patron saint of England, which is very interesting for us to establish. Now, this is episode four of season two, so they're not establishing England on this show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But on our show. Yeah. On our show, they're, they're establishing it, though.
0: This is, we're establishing England. Uh, not for the first time because we've been to England before. Listen, it's been a long time, since 1839. We are reestablishing England for the 20th century with a legend from the 12th century. Here we go. Absolutely. The main... So it, uh, it's about the taming and slaying of a dragon that demanded human sacrifices. St. George died in 303. Uh, The story goes that the dragon originally exhorted tribute from the villagers. They ran out of livestock. They ran out of trinkets. So they started being like, how about people? Um, So then no one cared about the missing villagers being uh, sacrificed to the dragon until a well-loved princess was chosen. And then they were like, "Now hang on a sec. Um, The saint thereupon uh, rescued the princess, chosen as the next offering. The narrative was first set in Cappadocia, in the earliest sources of the 11th and 12th centuries, but transferred to Libya Libya in the 13th century, Golden Legend. The difference, as you may already be guessing, is that in Golden Legend, uh, after saving her, he also converts her to Christianity, gross. Oh, cool, cool,
1: cool, 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 cool. Uh, Saves
0: her from the dragon of Satan, of course, and then uh, rescues her into the salvation of... you know,
1: I may have saved you physically, but you know who can save your soul?
0: You know, there's another dashing knight that uh, you might have heard of, and his name is Jesus. Um, all right, but as with also as also with many Christian stories, this is not the first time that this per- this story has been told. Um, hmm. It says uh, Jason and Medea, Perseus and Andromeda, Typhon, etc. Uh, all of those sort of have similar stories. Uh, It's recorded in various saints' lives prior to its attribution to St. George specifically. Uh, There was this guy, St. Theodore Tyro, in the 9th and 10th century. Um, And they said this was about him. And then he literally was like, I'm going to transfer that to you, St. George. I mean, it was many years after St. George died, but he was like, let's make this story. It's like, um, hey, did you hear that story about Bruce Springsteen? And Bruce Springsteen's like, Cool story. From now on, that's about Elvis. And sure. and going forward, everyone's like, all right, did you hear this thing about what Elvis did with the unions in 1975? It's like, wait a minute, that <laughs> hang on. So he was still alive. <laughs> he was, he had two years to live, and he teamed up with Jimmy Hoffa to No, okay. So basically, this the, the point that I want to make is one. It's very interesting that they chose a St. George story to uh, have her sort of be inspired by because it's kind of like she's it's in England and she is English. And this is sort of England rose up and defeated this dragon. Um, It's
1: actually because Peggy was actually a staunch atheist. They were like, they're like, actually, Peggy, we need you to be a Christian.
0: Right. Right. Um, Okay. so uh, Ethiopia, Georgia, the country, Catalonia, Aragon in Spain, Moscow and Russia and several other states, regions, cities, universities, professions, and organizations claim St. George as their patron. Uh, I grew up with a book called St. George and the Dragon by Margaret Hodges, which was from 1984, um, which when I think of St. George and the Dragon, it's this like cool stained glass looking illustrations. Uh, it, was, uh, it was illustrated by a Caldecott medal winning illustration um, illustrator uh, I did not write down what her name was. One thing, though, about uh, Peggy Carter before we go in the comics, um, she was uh, Virginian. She was not only American; she was born in Virginia in June of 1920, and and was considered quote Virginia royalty. Huh. Okay. Um, and that actually happened in um that comic book we were talking about where uh. Captain America is like framed for murder. Like, remember when Captain America was like he's been Hydra the whole time?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then they walked it back by being like, it's not really him because someone took his place from a something, something, something. Yeah. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So, anyways, apparently as of last year, he's still dealing with fallout of people thinking he's evil and a Nazi. And the the Daughters of Liberty, which we talked about in 1693 with oh, Agnes yeah. Harkness, um, Peggy Carter is in that. And they did a little bit of a history of Peggy Carter uh, being in that. Let me see, I didn't write down. Her first appearance is uh, as an unidentified obscure memory image was in Tales of Suspense number 75 in 1966. Her first full appearance was two, two issues later, Tales of Suspense number 77. She got a name in uh, Captain America number 162 seven years later in June of 1973. And then, yeah, uh, Captain America volume nine, number nine from April of 2019 was where she re shows up in like modern day, having been like resurrected as the Dryad.
1: Yeah. I, so, uh, you know, okay, real fast about that story that you were talking about, though, the Captain America one, like I, yeah. Listen, I think that it's going to happen from time to time. There are some stories that happen in comics that just sort of miss the mark. Yeah. I got to say, that one missed the mark for me.
0: And I think they knew that very quickly. And they were like, oh, I mean, Twitter, uh, like, walking back, walking back, walking back. (laughs)
1: Uh, And like, I remember like a couple of writers that I follow from Marvel being like, look, just trust us. There's a plan for it, it's going somewhere. And I don't know if, that was them saying that to do some damage control or if the walk back was already planned or what. But I it's just like it was a lot. But that being said, I thought it was funny that Endgame sort of like kind of in a way did a nod to that and almost kind of made fun of it in a way. Not made fun of it, because like I don't think that they would throw their counterpart under oh, the bus wait. like that. But like yeah. the fact that he knows people who are Hydra, like, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't wanna spoil anything in like 30 years, I mean, a hundred years in the future. Um, right. but essentially, you know, he does that same thing, you know? Yeah. And I think that's just very, very kind of funny to me. Um, but yeah, no, I remember seeing that panel where he said it and I was, I mean, I was shocked. Yeah. I was like this, this can't stand. And I was like, I mean, surely yeah. it's going to be walked back because no one will accept that. You know what I mean? So yeah.
0: It is interesting that, that in the comics she was born in, in, in Virginia, and mm-hmm. is American, and they were like, "What if English?" Do you think that was because Haley Atwell? Maybe, because like, I mean, if you have her auditioning and she's like, "I think I can do a British, uh, an English, an American accent," and they're like, "We will rewrite this." Character.
1: She's like, "She's like, oh Fairfax, yes, of course I'm aware of Fairfax. Like Lord Fairfax was a, like, yeah, mm. that. Uh, yes, you know, like they they just didn't <laughs> want to argue. They're like, you know what, yes." That's exactly right. Lord word
0: Actually, that shut up. She's really good. They're
1: they're, they're like, like someone's like, why did you step on my foot? Shut the fuck up. Johnson. Johnson, if you know what's good for you, you will shut your mouth. And it's like, I'm so sorry for his, for his ignorance. Please, please continue. She's like, yes, of course. Um, Steve, uh, would you do that? And and they're like, yes, this is very good. He's like, but she's from Virginia. She's supposed to have a twang. Like, I swear to God, I will ruin your career. Like, (laughs) Like if you don't stop talking, can you imagine if Peggy Carter was supposed to be like, well, hey there, everyone, (laughs) well, Captain Steve Rogers, I'm so happy to see you here, right? Like just like a very like light as (laughs) like a very light Southern draw, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Not to be like you know like over the top, you know, Southern, but like the definitely like goes to a Christian church in Virginia, kind of thing. You know, kind yeah. of voice like, "Oh yes, Ooh. oh Captain Rogers, oh you're not so kind, handsome. not
0: not you quite know. a, oh bless your heart, right? Not
1: not quite almost that. There. Yeah, almost there, almost yeah. there." It's like she's one generation away from that kind of thing, you know? Exactly. Uh, and yeah, no, and they're like, "Never mind, you know what? This is this is better. This is just better. This is, this <laughs> works. This is fine." It's
0: it's the thing that also happens in Star Wars, where you know that there's casting in America and England. Mm-hmm. And so some of them are American and they're like, I have an American accent. And, and, you know, Star Wars, galaxy far, far away. It's like, and half of them are just straight up British and that's fine.
1: Well, it's <laughs> also funny. is like when they do a thing, like, for example, uh, John Boyega. Yeah. I right. remember I saw him at awesome con and they were talking to him about the voice and he was like, well, cause he's like, we did the audition two times in a row. Basically he's like, we did it first with my natural voice. And then they asked me if I could do an American accent. Right. And he said, "It made more sense for me to be like, you know, BB-8. You've got to get me out of here because I'm secretly a stormtrooper, right? Because that makes more sense than me to be like, BB-8. You got to get me out of here. I'm a stormtrooper in it, right? Like, and that's how he said it. And like, <laughs> and just yeah, pretty much. Like everyone just started cracking up. Like, obviously, he wasn't like he was kind of going for a caricature of, of, of himself, right. sure. Own self, but like he was saying, like it's just it's like it's weird to hear a stormtrooper say like I'm a I'm a trooper in it, all right? Like." this is right. not bro like you know like get get on the whatever like it's like it, <laughs> stormtroopers don't talk like that it's like so just know, look I, at the
0: like, helmets being like wow the filter is actually doing a yeah, lot the filter's doing so home.
1: much <laughs> yeah so like it was like I had to sort of like sort of fit in more with the, the generic stormtrooper voice so like that's why right. I you know did that but I just think
0: it's very funny I think that's it that's all that I have for, for this um, we're just sort of seeing Peggy Carter already sort of fighting against the patriarchy as a as a child not even meaning to but just sort of in a I like to play the knight in shining armor sure it, I don't know and I mean you also get sort of a Peggy Carter as savior um, do you want to do some social media in it
1: uh, social media in it bruv alright now here's the thing yeah uh, we got I'm ourselves getting a note,
0: I'm getting uh all of our uk listeners
1: are gone i just cool now that they're gone listen <laughs> here's the thing we already stood up to them before once i think it's time that we do it again put them in their place am i right now okay uh First they think they Greenwich, can brexit we'll the no we were the original brexit okay it's time america to, it's time for us to remind them okay <laughs> this time they become a part of us not the other way around all right you're no. the colonies yeah uh okay now that I've been offensive uh, to, to <laughs> the people of Britain, uh, we do have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. It is twitter.com slash Timeline Scav, or if you're just on the app already, at Timeline Scav, And if you're like, hey, this guy, I hate the voices that he does, but I love the man, you know, and you just uh-huh. can't get enough of me, you can find me at Colin M. Parker, uh, and find out more about you know, about that man without having to hear my voice, right? Uh, and also, of course, you know we are part of the Scavengers Network. Uh, so you can also find the network at scavengersnet on Twitter. And if you go over to www.scavengersnetwork.com, you can find out more about all the great shows on our network, such as Unnatural Twenties, a comedy mm. podcast where the fate of each episode is left up to the roles of a D20. Join the adventurers every week as a new DM. Well, it's one of the three of the the cast members. But a new DM sets a a very peculiar adventure out for them. And uh, they roll a d20 to find out what kind of activities that they'll do in the episode. It's absolutely chaotic and it's absolutely a blast. There's no better way to start off your week than uh, waking up on a Monday morning and seeing that new episode notification of Unnatural 20s. Um, so
0: good.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, and okay, here's here's a suggestion for an episode, right? It's it's the audio only, but check out their live show from Snip Showcase, uh, the Scavenger Network Indie Podcast Showcase. They published the audio from that episode on their feed. That episode is uh, about half the length of a normal episode, but has probably just as much chaos shoved into that thirty minutes. It is. <laughs> insane. That episode is I mean, it just immediately out the gate is buck wild. So yeah, yeah. you should definitely check out Unnatural 20s. Um, Absolutely. Now James, if people want to check out you, yeah, what library do they, no I'm kidding, no, uh, if people want to check you out, where do they go?
0: Um, if you want to uh, talk about how much you like Colin, but you don't want to say it to him, and you want to say it to someone near him, you can go to my Twitter, which is at unabashedjames. Uh, we also have a Patreon that you could support, and that is at patreon.com/slash/theScavengersNetwork. For two dollars a month, you get access to all sorts of bonus content uh, from this show. Possibly already, if you're hearing it, um, if when you're hearing this, I would imagine we've. Oh, we, we, we have put, put one. one. We did. We've, yeah, we've we did put one. one already. Yeah, yeah, but we, I have, we have stuff in the works uh, that I think one of which we're recording this week. Yes. Uh, later this week. Oh yes, that's right.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Ugh. I will say uh, if you do like me uh, and you don't tell me that like that's entrapment. So you have to tell me, (laughs) especially because you have to understand I'm oblivious. I will not get that you like me. So I need you to physically tell me. Uh, That's just how my brain works. I'm sorry. Here's
0: the thing. um, And this does count as a legal document. What I'm about to say. If you tell me something you like about Colin and don't tell Colin... I will take what you've said to the grave oh, God. and make it my own. And then I say the nice thing to Colin <gasps> oh. and you get nothing. Yeah. So- oh,
1: that's so true. <laughs> yeah. James gets all the credit and I go, oh, James, I never knew you felt that way. Oh, Listen, that's so nice of you.
0: Not a lot of people know this, but uh, 96% of the nice things I say to people, I've just stolen from other people.
1: <laughs> I have no original thoughts really at the end of the I- day. I just take what other people say and I use it.
0: Listen, I have original thoughts, but I can't say them to people. Mm, I see.
1: <laughs> You're very mean. I get it. I hate everyone. I heck, yeah. I know I say I'm everyone's friend, but in reality, I I wish I wasn't podcasting right now. I actually <laughs>
0: hate everyone that I talk Listen, to. I'm miserable. So, anyways, join us next week for <laughs> for my misery tour. <laughs> my pain continues next week. Um, no, but thank you so much for uh, um. Hey, Colin, how can people find you on Twitter? You already said. I'm so sorry. This is my episode. You're doing social media. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm confused. And that's James Anderson.
0: (laughs) Excelsior.
1: Or sorry, maybe Um, I should do it British. Um, Excelsior. (laughs) Excelsior. Excelsior! Yes, sir. yes, good man. Excelsior!
0: There you go. Jarvis, are. what is that that Stan Lee says? Um, can you play that back? What is. Uh, what oh, yes, you...
1: uh, very good, sir. <clears throat> Excelsior! Yes, I believe that is how he says it. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, there's something in that is usable. on it.
0: Dear Aaron, I have written and rewritten this note, composing draft after draft to get the words just right. Like in the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Remember that movie? I hope you do, because it has a lot to do with why I'm writing this note. I think it's time. Time for us to finally do a by-the-minute podcast about the movie Can't Hardly Wait. I think we could have a wonderful time. So, what do you say? Will you discuss every minute of Can't Hardly Wait with me? Your friend in time, James.
1: You know you didn't have to read the whole
0: thing to me. Like, I could just read it quietly to myself in my head. But if I don't do a voiceover, the audience would never find out what the letter says. And wouldn't that be frustrating from like a plot standpoint?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess you're
0: right. So, will you do the podcast with me?
1: Of course, weirdo. We can release episodes every weekday on The Scavengers Network.
0: My letter-writing campaign was a success. How many times did you rewrite that thing? You don't want to know.
1: The Scavengers Network.
0: Creator-driven.
1: Community-focused. Treasured content.